Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. I am your host, Therese Therese, and normally what I do is read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong Will Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. However, I will not be reading from my book of poetry on today. I simply wanted to do a voice recording as I have been trying to adapt to this brand new process of audio as well as visual recordings. And because I know that a lot of my audience is accustomed to my audio recordings, I did not want to let you down. So we have been in intermission during the single series, and I have been reading out of Song of Solomon, the book of Song of Solomon, out of the Message Bible. So what I was going to do on today, now you will not get the voiceover that you do get when you're looking at the visual um, because I'm doing this in such a way that I'm kind of limited right now. Excuse me. But nevertheless, I am going to read chapters 1 through 3 on tonight. And then... Another time, I will read chapters four through six, and then that way, those of you that do not have access to the visual, you will be able to still hear the audio. It'll, it just won't have like the extra, the extra to it in terms of the sound effects. Okay, so here we go. Kiss me full on the mouth. Yeah, oh. This is for mature audiences only, so if you are a child who is listening to this audio recording, please find a different episode to listen to, because this is literally for the mature audiences only. Um, This is a recording that I'm doing in honor of Valentine's Day or Love Month for the month of February. And so I'm reading out of the book of Song of Solomon, and although it is scripture, it still is for mature audiences only. So please keep that in mind as you listen to this episode. Okay, take two. Here we go. The song, best of all songs, Solomon's song. Kiss me full on the mouth, yes, for your love is better than wine, headier than your aromic oils. The syllables of your name murmur like a metal brook. No wonder everyone loves to say your name. Take me away with you. Let's let's run off together. An elopement with my king lover. We'll celebrate. We'll sing. We'll make great music. Yes, for your love is better than vintage wine. Everyone loves you, of course, and why not? I am weathered but still elegant. Oh, dear sisters in Jerusalem, weather darkened like Kadar desert tents, time softened like Solomon's temple hanging. Don't look down on me because I'm dark, darkened by the sun's harsh rays. My brothers ridiculed me and sent me to work in the fields. 
they made me care for the face of the earth. But I had no time to care for my own face. Tell me where you're working. I love you so much. Tell me where you're tending your flocks, where you let them rest at noontime. Why should I be the one left out, outside the orbit of your tender care? If you can't find me, loveliest of all women, it's all right. Stay with your flocks. Leave your lambs to good pasture. Stay with your shepherd neighbors. You remind me of Pharaoh's well-groomed and satiny mares. Pendant earrings line the elegance of your cheeks. Strands of jewels illumine the curve of your throat. I'm making jewelry for you, gold and silver jewelry that will mark and accent your beauty. When my king lover lay down beside me, my fragrance filled the room, his head resting between my breasts. The head of my lover was a sauté of sweet myrrh. My beloved is a bouquet of wildflowers. Pick just for me from the fields of Engadai. Oh, my dear friend, you're so beautiful, and your eyes so beautiful, like doves. And you, my dear lover, you're so handsome, and the beds we share, and the bed we share is like a forest glen. We enjoy a canopy of cedars, enclosed by cypresses, fragrant and green. I'm just a wildflower picked from the plains of Sharon, a lotus blossom from the valley pools. A lotus blossoming in a swamp of weeds. That's my dear friend among the girls in the village. As an apricot tree stands out in the forest, my love stands above the young men in town. All I want is to sit in his shade to taste and savor his delicious love. He took me home with him for a festive meal, and his eyes feasted on me. Oh, give me something refreshing to eat, and quickly, apricots, raisins, anything. I'm about to faint with love. His left hand cradles my head, and his right arm encircles my waist. Oh, let me warn you. Sisters in Jerusalem, by the gazelles, yes, by all the wild deer, don't excite love. Don't stir it up until the time is right and you're ready. Look, listen, there's my lover. Do you see him coming? Vaulting the mountains, leaping the hills. My lover is like a gazelle, graceful, like a young stag, viral. Look at him there, on tiptoe at the gate, all ears, all eyes ready. My lover has arrived, and he's speaking to me. Get up, my dear friend, fair and beautiful lover. Come to me. Look around you. Winter is over. The winter rains are over, gone. Spring flowers are in blossom all over. The whole world's acquire and Singing. Spring warblers are filling the forest with sweet strains. Lilacs are exuberantly purple and perfumed, 
and cherry trees fragrant with blossoms. Oh, get up, dear friend, my fair and beautiful lover. Come to me. Come, my sigh and modest dove. Leave your seclusion. Come out in the open. Let me see your face. Let me hear your voice. For your voice is soothing and your face is ravishing. Then you must protect me from the foxes, foxes on the prowl, foxes who wonder who would like nothing better than to get into our flowering garden. My lover is mine and I am his. Nightly he strolls in our garden, delighting in the flowers until dawn breathes its light and night slips away. Turn to me, dear lover. Come like a gazelle. Leap like a wild stag on delectable mountains. Restless in bed and sleepless through the night, I longed for my lover. I wanted him desperately. His absence was painful. So I got up, went out, and rode the city, hunting through streets and down alleys. I wanted my lover in the worst way. I looked high and low and didn't find him. And then the night watchmen found me as they patrolled the darkened city. Have you seen my dear lost love? I asked. No sooner had I left them than I found him, found my dear lost love. I threw my arms around him and held him tight, wouldn't let him go until I had him home again, safe at home beside the fire. Oh, let me warn you, sisters in Jerusalem, by the gazelles, yes, by all the wild deer, don't excite love. Don't stir it up until the time is right and you're ready. What's this I see? Approaching from the desert? Raising clouds of dust, filling the air with sweet smells and pungent aromatics. Look, it's Solomon's carriage, carried and guarded by 60 soldiers, 60 of Israel's finest, all of them armed to the teeth, trained for battle, ready for anything, anytime. King Solomon once had a carriage built from fine-grained Lebanon cedar. He had it framed with silver and roofed with gold. The cushions were covered with the purple fabric, the interior lined in tooled leather. Come and look, sisters in Jerusalem. Oh, sisters of Zion, don't miss this. My king lover dressed and garlanded for his wedding. His heart full, bursting with joy. So... I hope that you all have had the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. So, as we are in the month of love, the month of February, I literally tried to record this episode and had nothing but technical difficulties. Um, And so, I am doing this again. And you know... That's one thing I can honestly say about myself. I'm going to try and try and try again until I get it right. When I was doing the visual recording, it took me five hours just to do two. So 
No, let me take that back. It took me, no, it did. It took me five hours to do two. One of them I was able to upload. The other one, um, I still haven't uploaded because I was trying to do two in the same day. That didn't work out. So it is what it is. I am just going to continue to try to figure this thing out until I master it. Didn't know how much of a difference it makes when you're doing the audio versus versus the video. And so this will be an adjustment for me. And I hope that um, you will just be willing to go with me on this journey as I try to figure it all out. But as I read the first three chapters of Song of Solomon, one of the things that um, came to my attention that I didn't bring up on the visual video is that Song of Solomon, Solomon was addressing his future bride as his dear friend. And so he looked at her. She was not just someone that he was physically attracted to. She was also a friend to him. And I believe beyond a shadow of a doubt that it is very, very important to be able to, when you are talking about having a life partner, that you have someone that you are friends with. Um, and the reason why I feel like that is so important is simply because just because you find someone that is considered your life partner, it does not mean that you're going to go through everything and it's going to be perfect. Um, there's going to be a lot of different situations that you're going to face, some that you're going to like, some that you're not going to like. And if you don't like each other, <laughs> at the end of the day, it may be harder for you to get through some of those situations as a couple. And so when I was um, reading this, that's something that this time stood out to me is that he was referring to her as a dear friend. Notice how she was referring to him as her dear lover. So I don't know if you heard of the book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, but this right here goes to show me also that you could be in the same exact relationship and pull something different from that, in, that relationship. So she looked upon him as the lover of her soul. He looked upon her as a friend. That also tells me that men have different expectations when it comes to relationships than women do. Um, and even though he did eventually acknowledge her as his lover, what seemed to be more important to him initially was the fact that she was his friend. And so um, just observing that, y'all are going to hear my dog playing with his toy in the background. Please disregard that. But just as I observe that, that's something that I, um, I'm very grateful to be able to see is that there's always going to be a different understanding um, and interpretation when it comes to the things that we read. Uh, but that's the one thing that just stood out. So what stood out to me was the fact that they were friends. They were friends first. Before anything else, they were friends first, at least from his perspective. And... Um, you need to be friends with the person that you are trying to build a future with. That's just my personal opinion. That's something that you should be aiming for is to be friends with the person that you're trying to build a future with. And one of the other things that I loved about it is the fact that 
she was very transparent. It seemed as if she was trying to tell the sisters of Jerusalem, kind of like, if you're not ready for love, don't do anything to ignite that. If you're not ready for what comes with that, because there's a responsibility that comes with love. Um, and if you're not ready to be responsible when it comes to the matters of the other person's heart as well as yours, don't sign up for that. Don't be so quick to be like, oh, okay, I want to do this or I want to be in this when you're not ready because then somebody is going to suffer if you're saying that you're ready but you're really not operating as someone who is ready then someone's going to suffer in that relationship and so um being able to just see this read this and trying to understand it as i'm going through this um process of sharing with y'all what I consider during intermission time. Um, yeah, it just helped me to understand like, okay, so these, this is what I've got, I've gleaned from so far is the fact that um, friendship is required. Friendship is required. You should first start off as friends and then it should evolve into something else um, gradually and always she looked for him. So what she did was when she desired him, when she was, because um, we hear so many times, yes, we hear he that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. I get that. But in the same token, this lets me know that the same way that he was yearning for her, she was also yearning for him. And so she made that known. It wasn't one-sided. It wasn't where he was the only one pursuing her. And she was just being pursued. No, she went out to the city to find her man. She went out into the city because she was desiring him. She wanted him to come home. And she went out to make sure that like she went and searched, where are you at? And the minute that she laid eyes on him, she wrapped her arms around his neck and was like, I didn't want to let go until we made it to the house. So passion is important. If you don't know, now you know passion is important. And so the fact that she not only yearned for her mate, but she was like, look, the way I'm set up right now, um, I need to lay eyes on him. I need him in my presence, and I'm not going to rest until I have done both, laid eyes on him and got him home. And so um, she went into the city searching for her man, and when she found him, she brought him home. And so that tells me that reciprocation is important it, because the dialogue is between the man and the woman. And so she, and also she's telling the sisters of Jerusalem, like, this is all that comes with me longing for this man. If you're not ready for love, do not even, don't even entertain it. Like, I'm going through this journey, and I'm sharing this with you so that you can see all of what is required. And there's going to be give and take in the relationship. So if you're only wanting to take and you're not willing to give, you might want to put love on pause. Don't even just, 
the best thing for you to do is observe. <laughs> the best thing for you to do is watch how we are operating in our relationship. But if you know deep down inside you're not ready for the responsibility that is required or responsibilities required to be in a right relationship with a man, just watch, take note, observe, but do not ignite love unless you are ready because there's so much that comes with it. I believe that she was talking in terms of... Okay, my dog is thinking about doing something that he knows he shouldn't be doing. Come on, let's go. For those of you that don't know, I have a puppy. So um, right now he's in his own little world doing his own little thing. And I'm trying to make sure that he get inside, that he acts right. Get inside. Peace. Get inside. Yep, there you go. Good boy. Good boy. Good boy. Good boy. If y'all know anything about pets, y'all know it is not an easy thing to um, get them trained. But he obeyed. We're going to see how long that lasts. If y'all hear him in the background, that's why. Because that's his way of telling me, uh-uh, I'm ready to get out, Mom. So, um, let me see what else that I, that I gathered from this as I read... Oh, then she was like, come and look, sisters in Jerusalem. This is verse, this is chapter three, verse 11. Come and look, sisters in Jerusalem. Oh, sisters of Zion, don't miss this. My king lover, that's the other thing, y'all. She reverenced him. She reverenced him as her king. She reverenced him as her lover. She honored this man. And King was capital K, and L was capital um, L, so she was giving him honor. She said, my King lover dressed and garlanded for his wedding, his heart full, bursting with joy. So he actually was happy on his wedding day. And what she says on chapter, in chapter 3, verse 5, she says, oh, let me warn you, sisters in Jerusalem, by the gazelle, B-Y, not B-U-Y, by the gazelles, yes, by all the wild deer, again, B-Y, not B-U-Y, don't excite love, don't stir it up until the time is right and you're ready. So pretty much what she was saying is don't do anything prematurely. That's what I got out of that. Don't do anything prematurely. Don't do anything until you know that you're ready. And, and you'll know when you're ready. Um, listen to your, your heart. Listen to your body. Listen to your emotions. Just make sure that all of that is in alignment. And then the way that he edified her. So I see a lot of edification in these three chapters. I see how he edified her. And I see how she edified him. And one of the things that she said, which I thought was so cute, she said, kiss me full on the mouth. So she was telling him what she wanted from him. They did not play the guessing game. He was telling her what he wanted from her. 
They did not play the guessing game. They took all the guessing out of it. And she was very honest and open with him, and he was very honest and open with her. So she knew what he wanted from her, and she knew what he knew what she wanted from him, and she knew what he wanted from her. And so, and that's what it should be. It should be open dialogue, open communication. And then, not only did she, not only did she tell him to kiss her, but she edified him. She said, "For um, yes, for your love is better than wine, headier than your aromatic, aromatic oils. The syllables of your name murmur like a metal brook. No wonder everyone loves to say your name. For she was building him up. She was telling him what she's attracted to about him. And she was letting him know that he's loving her the right way. She said, your love is better than wine. So his love was intoxicating to her. She wanted to be wherever he was because the way that he loved her was so right that she yearned for that even when he was absent. She needed that even when he was nowhere to be seen because of how he showed up in that relationship. And she told him, take me away with you. Let's run off together. An elopement with my king lover. So she was even willing to elope. She was even willing to elope with this man, with her king lover. She said, we'll celebrate, we'll sing, we'll make great music. Yes, for your love is better than vintage wine. So first she started off saying his love was better than wine. And then when she started imagining them eloping, going off together, running off together, it got even more deep. She was like, it is better than vintage wine. She was, man, she went all the way back. She said, everyone loves you, of course, and why not? So she was still giving him his flowers, still acknowledging who he is and why it is she understands why people say his name so often. And then she also understands why he was loved by many because the way that he was, his presence was intoxicating. Who he was was intoxicating. And so she understood it. But if nobody caught it, I caught it. It didn't matter about how much everybody loved him. It didn't matter about how much everybody said his name or loved his name. At the end of the day, he chose her. He chose her. And she felt that. She felt that he chose her. How the way he talked to her, how the way he treated her, how the way they were in connection with one another. So it was a beautiful union from what I could see. Um, he understood her. She understood him. And, yeah, they were able to make it to the altar. She told him, and this was chapter 1, verse 7. She said, tell me where you're working. I love you so much. Tell me where you're tending your flocks, where you let them rest at noontime. Why should I be the one left out, outside the orbit of your tender care? So she's like, I want to even know where you work. I want to be a part of that equation too. Not just when you're home, 
Tell me all about what you're doing when you're at work. I want to be a, why should I be left out of that too? Include me even in that. Let me be a part of your tender care even when it comes to what you do for a living. So she was very, very, very specific in terms of what her expectation was in the relationship and from her man. So for those of you that know, um, these episodes are timed. And so um, in order for me to ensure that y'all are able to hear the full episode, I'm going to go ahead and end here. However, um, one of the things that I wanted to make sure that I expressed to my future hubby is that romance is not an option. <laughs> romance is mandatory. That's, you know, I that's what I want in my marriage is romance. I do not want... Um, yeah, I, yeah. I I need to be edified and build up, built up, because I know I'm edified and build you, build you up too. So it's not an option; it's mandatory. Um, but I also hope that you all have the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. But please, 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 do me a huge favor and take care of yourself, because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye. And thank you so much for listening.